0: It's November 29th, 2018. This is Acacia Thompson for Brooklyn Public Library's Greenpoint Oral History Project for Our Streets, Our Stories. I'm here today on Nassau Street in Greenpoint with Sarah Ward, National Wildlife Federation's Project Manager for the Greenpoint Eco-Schools Program, uh, a program focused on creating the next generation of environmental stewards. Hello, Sarah. Hi. So, how long have you been working in Greenpoint?
1: Our program started in in about May of 2015 so we've been in the neighborhood for over three years now.
0: Right and so tell me about how the program works uh, and how it's been implemented in Greenpoint.
1: Um, So we we partner with four schools here in Greenpoint, PS 31, PS 34, PS 110 and one middle school, MS 126. And the The cornerstone of our program is that we have sustainability coaches who work full-time in each of those schools. So um, These staff members, they're known as sustainability coaches, and they support teachers, they support students, and they collaborate with families and the administrators to really infuse environmental principles and practices throughout the school, through all aspects. in the curriculum, in the culture, as well as the the
0: building and the infrastructure. Okay, and so can you talk a little bit about some of the programs that you've worked on in maybe each individual school or some of the uh, curriculum that you've instituted? Sure. Yeah. So it's um. The coaches the coaches
1: have a, have different teams that they work with. So, um, so they're coaches and they have their team. So they each have teacher teams and these are these are teachers that that essentially volunteer that were really interested in becoming sustainability and environmental leaders at their school so they volunteered their time to collaborate with the coaches and so um they all yeah so let me let me focus on one on each different schools because it's it's different at each school because these teachers um teach different content areas and different grade levels so at ps34 for example one member of our teacher team is miss marshall and she is the stem teacher and so working with uh, tina wong our sustainability coach at ps34 she has created a brand new curriculum um, called green stem and green stem um green stem is a marriage of, of the stem disciplines so science technology engineering and math with an environmental focus so um miss marshall sees every student um from kindergarten to fifth grade once a week and so they've designed a whole curriculum so that all of the students at ps34 are getting green stem um you know throughout throughout their whole educational career at PS 34 really was that okay yeah <laughs> it's always a little tough to talk
0: about because like oh it's so different well, yeah, and, and you talk about like what, te- what Tina has done at this yeah specifically.
1: yeah and so um so Tina has really helped her design the curriculum um we're not necessarily writing curriculum but sort of pulling together resources and different activities and then and then really planning the the whole curriculum map and the pacing calendar and so how it will be sequenced for each of the students so that's one example of just partnering with one teacher at uh, PS 31 PS 110 another example is that there's a few members of on Fran Fran Agnone our sustainability coach um, she has several members of, um, on her teacher team, she has several pre-K teachers. And so they um, they were interested in bringing sustainability practices and education to the youngest learners, you know, to four-year-olds at PS 110. And so part of their goal for doing that was to really engage students in nature-based play and outdoor learning and connecting them to nature. So they've they've worked with fran to to bring those elements into their classrooms and then to bring some of the um and then to and fran supports them while they're bringing them outside to do this so this the four-year-olds the pre-k kids are going out to the school garden um they engage in a type of play called loose parts which is um using using objects like nature-based objects like leaves sticks um, rocks sand to just sort of like engage in free play so so there's no structure and it's a way for students to learn different motor skills and just to be cre- to creatively play and so those are some things she's done there um, with the pre-k teachers they've also brought in um, worm bins to the classrooms um, snails and um, snails into their terrarium so bringing these elements of nature into the classroom so students students can engage with them they can learn about the critters that live amongst us and they learn how to take care of them and what they need um, so that's that's another example of a, a type of how we're supporting the teachers so when we leave, when our program is over in 2019, we really want these practices to remain at the school. So we've focused on building capacity. So so we're not doing all of the work for them. We're supporting and we're collaborating and it's a true partnership. Uh, at PS31, another great example is that there's, um, uh, Ms. Tessarero works with Allison Schuttinger, who's the sustainability coach there and They have really brought in plant-based science into all of her. She's a science teacher, so she she has brought plant-based science into all of her classes. Um, We've also been lucky to have school grants for all of our schools. So um, we're calling them um, each school received up to thirty thousand dollars for reaching certain environmental targets. And so they used this grant money to really create lasting projects. And so the legacy, one of the legacy projects at PS31 was to build a hydroponic STEM lab. So Ms. Tessarero is a member of our teacher team, is now teaching in this hydroponic STEM lab. So, so that's how she's been able to incorporate plant-based science and nature-based learning into all of her science classes that she sees. Again, she sees K through five, so all of these students are getting getting this new type of hands-on, inquiry-based learning.
0: Right, and also you work with um, a lot of organizations nearby. You partner with people, and um, could you talk about how you're getting the students to get more hands-on experience and the the organizations that you've partnered
1: with? Yeah, Um, I've tallied it up, and we've had we we partner with over 25 organizations and some of these are city city agencies like New York City Department of Environmental Production or the Sanitation Department but locally we work with a number of organizations because um, one of our major goals was to really connect students to their community to help them understand the environmental resources that are here in their neighborhood and to um, Engage them in stewardship and community-based learning. So, we have we work with Greening Greenpoint, who is an amazing partner, and they are um, just taking care of Greenpoint's urban forest. And so, they come into our classrooms, or we actually they come into their into our classrooms um, to teach students about trees. But most importantly, we t- they take them outside so we can plant bulbs we can um, plant native plants to tree to to the tree beds we can just learn about the trees that are right right in our neighborhood or right around the school and uh, we have a partnership with Newtown Creek Alliance where we've uh, worked with them to develop and implement a new curriculum about Newtown Creek So this is an urban ecology STEM curriculum, and we're really, we we always say we're bringing the creek to the classroom and the classroom to the creek. So many students and maybe residents of Greenpoint um, often don't don't know much about Newtown Creek. It's a little bit invisible or it's hidden. It can be hard to find and hard to know about, Um, and of course it has a pretty toxic in history when you start to learn about it. But we do think it's important for students to understand uh, understand its history um, to, and to cr- help co-create a vision for its future. So the STEM curriculum focuses on the flora and fauna of Newtown Creek, um, where they learn about the, the different species that live along the creek and live in the community. It focuses on the water quality, so students are able to test the water quality to find out how much oxygen is in there and how water quality is important um, for supporting the wildlife and the aquatic species that live in the creek or live near the creek. Uh, we focus on the soil, and then another, and then the fourth unit is watershed. So students can learn about how the urban environment and really affects the water quality and the rest of the newtown creek ecosystem so um during this unit they get to learn about rain what happens during a rainstorm essentially and how water moves through our urban environment and how that can affect water quality um, because of the, uh, new york city's sewer system so combined zero overflow yes and um it's it seems like it's technical (laughs) language and technical terms but i've been we've been really surprised how quickly fourth graders how 10 year olds can understand what a cso is and understand what types of action they can take to prevent that so whether it's uh, not taking a shower during a rainstorm or um, turning off conserving water in their houses so that um, so that their actions and behaviors don't contribute to that combined sewer overflow. So yes, Greening and green Point. <laughs> um, Newtown Creek Alliance, we've worked with Open Space Alliance to um, to bring to green some of the local parks um, to bring to create, small container-based pollinator gardens um, in some of our local parks. We work with um, local community gardens. So we've worked with 61 Franklin Street Garden, Java Street Garden, Lentil Garden. And these are places where we can bring students to explore the gardens and learn about the plants and the wildlife that live there. And we've also been able to partner with them on some stewardship opportunities there and to um to improve the environment at java street at franklin street garden um using using grant funds that we had available we installed some rain barrels there and at lentil garden we've worked with actually haven't worked yeah, we have we've worked with we've partnered with them to just do some planting projects there as well. Um other community partners as I knew I would forget <laughs> some
0: of this There's a lot.
1: Is the library is the Brooklyn Library, um the North Brooklyn Boat Club and the Ed Shed. So uh, we bring students there to learn to look at aquatic species that live in the creek. And another really fun thing that we've been able to do here is to create what we call is to organize what we call family field trips, eco family field trips, where um, where students get to go on field trips during the day. But we also think it's important to bring families to these places as well. So. On weekends or school holidays, we um, we can organize um, canoe rides at the boat club, and that's been one of the one of the most popular family field trips that we've had too. Is like getting getting kids and their parents on on Newtown Creek to explore the waterway, uh, to learn about learn about its ecology, learn about its history. There, we've worked with Trees New York. <laughs> we've worked with. Um, Audubon. Audubon, New York. yes, they're they're another great partner. We've um, partnered with Audubon at PS 110 to build a new a native plant garden that is that has a lot of species that are especially important for birds that provide food and habitat for wildlife and birds. And that's been a great educational resource for PS 110. Uh, we work with we work with city a- all of the as I mentioned before some of the city agencies. So school contract school construction authority division of school facilities um, uh, Sanitation department and a lot of these agencies also provided um, Matching contributions to our project and so some pretty significant um, infrastructure upgrades that that reduce the environmental footprint of the of the school's portfolio. So, at PS thirty four, um, school construction and authority installed a new energy efficient boiler. They've also um, upgraded the lighting at our schools as well, so that so that the school is not using as much energy. The Department of Environmental Protection. Replace the toilets at, at all of the schools to low flow toilets. So instead of using five to six gallons of water per flush, the, the toilets now use about one, one to two gallons per flush. So really reducing the amount of um, conserving water at the schools and conserving energy at the schools as well. I'm sure there's, I'm, yeah, I should look at my list Okay. What,
0: yeah. did, what about sanitation? sanitation? Yeah,
1: so the sanitation department, when we started our project, the sanitation department provided organics collection for the schools. So before before this program, each of the schools sent all of their food waste to a landfill. And the sanitation department um, provided, like, put us on one of the truck routes, put all four schools on the truck routes. So these... Uh, so they could pick up, so we could separate the food scraps in the school and in the cafeteria, and then that would send to a, be sent to a compost facility instead of to a landfill.
0: And don't the students help separate?
1: Yeah, anymore? yeah, absolutely. And so um, reducing reducing the amount of waste being sent to a landfill was one of our major was one of the objectives of our program so we set a goal and a target to reduce waste by 25 percent and um and so doing that we would we implemented waste sorting systems at the school so we wanted to make sure that everything that could be recycled or composted was being placed in the right bin so that would be sent to the right facility and It was especially important that we reduce the amount of waste being sent to a landfill so when we put everything in the same bin it all goes to the landfill and and so separating it reduces that contamination and makes sure that it it gets sent to the right location and so we implemented that and then we really rely on student leaders to help students understand how to sort their waste it can be confusing um, they have bins for paper, bins for metal, plastic, and glass, bins for for food, or what is also known as organics collection, and then bins for landfill as well. So making sure that it all in, goes in the right waste bin and ends up in the right place so that we're not sending waste to our landfill. And we have... I just crunched these numbers, and I am... we've so we we count how much waste that we're diverting from being sent to a landfill and we collect data about that um i think we've collected i can actually get you this exact number i think we've diverted definitely over 400,000 pounds of waste from being sent to a landfill i can give you the ac- accurate numbers so that was like in 3 years of our programming and Um, it's nice to get to zero waste which zero waste is actually uh, refers to sending not sending waste to a landfill and the department of sanitation really um really strives for 90 percent of waste not going to the landfill so 10 percent is just things that you can't recycle or can't be upcycled either so we've um we found we were having we've sort of like varied between a 60 to 80 percent waste diversion rate. So that means that 60 to 80 percent of the waste at the schools is not being sent to a landfill. So it's pretty, pretty significant. And we couldn't do that without the help of every single person in that school. So it really requires everybody to check their behavior. Um, it requires teachers to take the lead and make sure that students can easily sort all of their waste. and then it requires students to take the lead and to help help their fellow students by um, standing at the bins during 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 lunchtime or really monitoring the bins in their classroom as well.,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And they're very good at it too. They're often, <laughs> they're really, yeah. I think when you have students in leadership positions like that, adults really have to listen as well. So, the students usually pick up on on these new behaviors um, very quickly, and they can really help adults. <laughs> adults learn the new behaviors as well. Yeah,
0: keeping them honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. It's amazing what you guys have done in our community and you know creating these future stewards our children are very very lucky to have had you and we will miss you all next year
1: i know yes yeah it's been it's been really remarkable and we've had we've achieved a lot and it's been a true partnership and collaboration and It really comes down to just the relationships that we've built here in the community and at the schools and it's been such a such a wonderful community to work in and to really inspire the next generation to become to become leaders well thank you sarah yeah thank you